0: to deconversion therapy pet. what I don't know I'm starting again <laughs> <laughs> <Co-fe-fe>. I yeah <know. laughs> uh, welcome to deconversion therapy this is episode dose um, we're bilingual and I am Karen Bonnie and while you're at your phone go ahead and Hit subscribe for us. That would be much appreciated. And if you've listened to an episode already and you want to go ahead and
1: rate us, that would be more appreciated. Karen found out that that's when people touch their phones yeah. the most. At the beginning of the and the end.
0: That's right. So oh. we'll say it so. at the end too. When you're when you're touching things yet again. <laughs> so you hit that subscribe, but don't do it at the beginning and the end because that will make you unsubscribe. No, they'll only let you do it once, right? Down. No, you can unsubscribe to things by hitting them again. Oh, yeah. okay. It's upsetting. Well, we
1: should give thanks
0: for sending in stories. I know. We we put something out there saying, "Please send in your 5-minute humorous stories about growing up in church." And they did. I know. Do you want to read that one?
1: I do, but I felt compelled to tell you about what's going on down here in Florida. Does anything
0: happen in Florida?
1: But it's officially Festivus today, the 23rd, so happy Festivus. I just love the idea that they say (laughs) that the celebration starts with the airing of grievances. Um, It's also 63 degrees here, and I have seen two men in puffy jackets, uh, which... That's it's not like 63 with the wind chill, it's 47. It's 63, and like nothing's blowing around. You could do a spray paint project outside, it's just 63. They're very excited to wear their stuff. This place goes both ways. The locals get excited to wear their winter gear, so you've got like ladies wearing Uggs with their jeans tucked in and jackets, and then tourists who are from Canada mostly you know, with their butts hanging out of their bathing suits.
0: So puffy jackets over bathing suits. Oh, wait, Wait, talk about technical stuff. Oh, okay. So the first episode, you know, you probably heard that we had an imbalance in different microphones. Uh, We're not located in the same state. So we're doing this in the ether. Um, and so it was not totally even, but we're trying to improve that as we go. It's a whole lot to learn and it's hurting my brain,
1: but it is. And I really appreciate that your brain is the one being hurt. So so thank you. It's, it's all
0: already bruised and bleeding anyway. So This just fits right in there. And before we go on, we should probably say Deconversion Therapy is a podcast from two women who've known each other since we were one years old, and we grew up in the evangelical church. We have both since left the church and religion, and we just wanted to offer a space for everyone to have a little more fun. And tell humorous stories about growing up in church. For us, that was the 80s and a little bit the 90s.
1: I, I like to be amused by the growing upness that we had.
0: Yeah, yeah, because anyone who went to church during that time, we all can uh, commiserate together at all the funny things. And that's why we're so thankful people wrote in because it doesn't matter what age you are. There is a shared language if you grew up in the church.
1: And, 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 yep. And speaking of that, should I get into the story? Because it sounds so familiar.
0: Yes, that someone wrote in. Yeah, don't leave any parts out.
1: Here we go. I, I love that these emails are formatted with Karen rules um, because it, it says in bold, here is my story colon. Then it says, First of all, love you guys so much, I swear we could be besties. That's really sweet, don't you think?
0: Yes. I would rather have this person as my bestie than you. Now, go ahead.
1: Thanks. Um, When I was in high school, I and my best friend, which is proper grammar, I love that, uh, were picked by my church to go to five-day club training, that was in all caps, Hmm. which was two weeks at a university. We lived in the dorms and had intensive training to become the leaders of what would be numerous neighborhood, quote, vacation Bible school, quote, mm. type clubs. The church took up an offering so we could have the, <laughs> the necessary <laughs> modest tops and skirts we needed to properly lead little ones to Christ. Our family didn't have much money, so I didn't have many clothes, and this was a godsend. I got many beautiful tops and skirts that I wore for years. Let me pause right there and just say, do you remember that when we had to get choir dresses that matched, yeah, that some of our friends would wear them to Sunday school on their like Sunday school church you know dress rotation? Oh yeah, a dress is a dress. A dress is a dress. All right, so back to the letter. It says, anyway, a few days into the training, we girls, it was co-ed, were herded into a big room and given a serious talk about how we were causing a couple young men to have impure thoughts by our dress. So, to remedy the situation, we were all given shawls. That's Ew. in all caps. To wear over our perfectly modest outfits because a couple guys got caught masturbating and put mm. the blame on, just, on us just being there, just being girls. Um, then she says, I had never seen my mom so pissed when she found out.
0: That is hilarious. And why didn't they just give the guys the shawls to put over their laps so they wouldn't be seen masturbating? <laughs> I don't think they
1: did it in public, but they were caught. I don't want to know. Well, yeah, I don't want to know where they were caught either. But and then who caught
0: them? And then has that guy been fired? Who caught them? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and why was he watching? No, never mind. So, this okay? So last last week we did um, we did not the best job talking about the book Pure by Linda K. Klein. And one of the things in that book was that women are stumbling blocks. They're seen as stumbling blocks and that it's their fault that men stumble. When, (laughs) okay, I I lived at this apartment and one day I was walking by and if you didn't know ducks as um, a bird, they are rapey. So like the male duck will take the, the female duck and rape her. And that's how they yeah. get together. Yeah. So one day I was walking by and I saw on the ledge of this apartment, on their, their staircase, there was uh, a lady duck. And she was getting it from the behind, <laughs> <laughs> from, <laughs> from a man duck. And then the third duck was watching. It was like a yeah. Jodie Foster movie. I know. So I thought, my God, okay, these are animals. And, you know, we as humans, we want to be evolved and everything. So we'd really like our guide ducks to stop being so rapey. But it's it's like you've got to just beat it out of them to not be that animalistic. And so I keep thinking, like, is this what's going on? Uh, you know, Like, guys are just accepted as animals, and then we are supposed to not be, you know, temptation? Right. I see
0: what you're saying. First of all, when you said that the duck was taking it from behind, I cannot imagine ducks (laughs) (laughs) face-to-face. And their necks are long (laughs) enough that they could just turn away anyway. Um, But... (laughs)
1: I know what you're saying now. Like I think But this was a row of ducks. Right. Right. So you've got one duck being the raper. Yes. Rapist. And then Mr. Third Duck, you know, <laughs> you right. know cheering him on.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that was uh we can call that one Kavanaugh. Um or was it the opposite? I don't know. Squee. <laughs> Squee and Kavanaugh and whatever. Um but Yeah, I mean, that's at least what we felt growing up that we were told the girls are to put on the brakes as in the guys are the accelerator and we're the brakes. And we, quote, set the speed, set the tone for dating. And you're just like, my God, how much responsibility is that? Um, And yeah, and if you you know, go further than you both had wanted to, then who gets blamed?
1: But that just means we're smarter.
0: Uh, well, I'm hoping.
1: But that mentality is like, you guys are the responsible ones. Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, but should we feel complimented? Not really. Um It is—we've been talking about, I mean, nationwide, guys need to take more responsibility, etc. But we can see from the news that institutions don't really care. They're letting Brock Turner free, and um, there's a young woman in Tennessee who is a sex slave, and she killed her guy. Yeah, so she is just a teenager. And she got sentenced to 51 years. So, I mean, the message is loud and clear. It's still on the woman.
1: Right. Or the young girl. Yeah. But that's because they're the ducks. I guess they are the ducks. The dicks. whatever. And the ducks are forgiven.
0: Stupid <laughs> <sighs> ducks.
1: Okay, I love the story about having to wear shawls.
0: I can just imagine one of the women who is in a responsible position there going, "I have an idea. I know what we'll do. I saw a store close by <laughs> called
1: <laughs> Old Hag Clothes. Let's get everyone a shawl." In fact, you know what? We could go to the thrift store and get them for less. Exactly. But please, please, please tell Tell, okay, the thing about when you were a missionary, and you know what I mean. I know, you know what story what I mean. mean. So
0: for people who don't know, um, Bonnie, you sort of uh, bailed on Christianity earlier than I did, and you were more sort of skidding on that surface out in a very, you know, critical thinking, smart way. I was, you know, full in. And so I became a missionary after I went to Baptist College. And so
1: at age 22,
0: yes. Yeah. And so I went to Australia. There's this group called Youth with a Mission. And one of the things they do is called a Discipleship Training School or DTS. And it's a six-month long course. Three months, you're sort of, quote, studying. And three months, you're doing outreach. So my group, we went to India. But in the three months of studying...
1: Where was that?
0: That was in Melbourne, Australia. So you studied for three months before they
1: sent you out there?
0: Yeah, yeah. So what they do... Is there, or maybe it starts out with 20 people or 18, you arrive at the same time, you get to know each other, and then your day is spent in prayer groups, Bible studies, and these lectures. And the lectures are never academic, (laughs) like my Baptist college, you know, they would at least bring in, now Jehoshaphat was a blah, blah, you know. There was some like, let's figure out the context of some Bible passage, but in this, it's definitely more of the spiritual, I guess, touchy feely, and definitely, um, supernatural uh, emphasis. So, this one, wait, what does that mean, supernatural emphasis? That would mean that to try and train you to think, not that what you're seeing. On the plane in front of you, yeah, is reality, but that there's a second reality of angels and demons fighting over souls in the heavens.
1: So, <laughs> so like Star Wars. I'm sorry, that's awful. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty much believing like that. It's believing that everything that happens, that there's a rhyme and reason behind it, that it's a symbol for something else that it is validating something you asked for or denying something. It's all about this other spiritual plane being the real puppet master behind what's happening in reality. So, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, we could do a whole damn episode on that stuff, how I just saw meaning in everything everything so I mean oh god I just remember seeing driving by myself and seeing all these um, different utility poles and they all were shaped like crosses and I'm like God's speaking to me Jesus is showing me his protection and love like to mm-hmm. me that made sense there was meaning in everything it doesn't matter right. that like every drunk and every you know, person that was a duck rapist, was seeing that same pole and it meaning nothing. You know, God obviously planned with the utilities company for years to show me that specific, you know, meaning. Um, So, okay. So I'm at this Bible training school missionary thing. And you know, you've got your, you know, the people who maybe had some college education, some who dropped out in high school. You've got your real chandelier
1: swinging, Bible thumping ones. You got. <laughs> were you in a Were you in a dormitory environment?
0: Yes. Okay. You're in a dormitory, um, and they bring in speakers from around the world. Usually, it was New Zealand or. <laughs> Around the world. Okay, sorry. (laughs) You can't do too far when you're in Australia. Um, And these people would be like uh, called anointed. They'd be experts in whatever they're talking about. So some guy comes in, and he talks to us about, it it was like sexual sin week or something. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure they named it something else. But...
1: You're going to want to come to sexual sin
0: week. We go to those, and it's, you know, there's guys and girls in there, and we're all about the same age in the early 20s. And the main thrust, get it? Um, it was masturbation. And the whole problem I remember with with, you know, the sexual sin stuff, it always confused me because the Bible talked about how no sin is worse than the other. So, you know, you got, you're got telling your wife, mm-hmm. no, you don't look fat into the, in those jeans. You could, since that's a lie, you could just also murder her instead, since that equals that, I guess, um, send sin to God. But okay. I was always confused by Yeah, the masturbation one, like why uh, we would bring it up in something with guys and girls and it would go back to your thought life because, you know, they would say that just thinking about these things is a sin. And then, of course, masturbation would be one of the, the conclusions.
1: But objectively, I understand that because if you think about something enough that once you do it, it's like just a little kind of a bing, of a, a turning of the yeah. the switch. I'm like, oh, I've been thinking about this so long. Now I'm going to do it. And it's right. no big deal. So it's not taboo. But that they're
0: equal sins is very still confusing. But it would go back. And this, that's what this guy talked about, you know, like, all sexual sin, sexual sin, whether you're thinking about it, you're masturbating, you're having sex, right. you're a stripper, all equal. Right. So um, this really affects the guys in the room because all the ducks are into like, I saw porn once or, you know, I can't stop <laughs> masturbating. All these things where the females... Do have less of a difficult time in that. So it was all about the guys. And the guys would be crying and praying and confessing sins. And (laughs) And guilty. Yeah, yeah, just can't make eye contact with the girls every time you walk (laughs) into the class. And, I mean, everyone was really supportive. And, you know, you sort of understood that, yeah, these guys, they're a mess. So one time after one of these sessions, there was this guy, and he was one of the more interesting ones. Probably the kind of guy that stands in the corner of a party, maybe stares a little too much, is is a bit awkward. Um, you never feel comfortable around. And he came up to me after one of these sessions, and I was in the hallway with my girlfriend. And he's like, Karen, can I talk to you? I'm like, of course. And right then and there, with people walking <laughs> by and my friend standing right next to me, he had tears in his eyes. And he said, I just know that I wanted to tell you um, I've been forgiven, but I want to ask for y- your forgiveness. <laughs> and I wish I had a shawl. Because. Um, I would cover my head. Uh, So I was like, oh, and I think I knew it was coming and I was nervous, but he just, you know, I can't remember if he said, I have been thinking about you while I'm masturbating or what, but it was understood.
1: I want to say that the last time we talked about this, you said he had impure thoughts. Oh no,
0: he he did the deed. No, yeah, no, he. Well, he was thinking about me while he was masturbating. Um, <laughs> he was Slim Pickens at that school, and the and, and you know, I'm sure after he finished talking to me, he went to the next twelve women. <laughs>
1: He was just waiting to find one who went, oh, my gosh, me too. Right, right, exactly. Exactly. Or, I'm so flattered. Um, and they have been married for 28 years. For six seconds. Um, <laughs> but if, as long as his
0: masturbation lasted. They <laughs> have
1: seven he, children.
0: Been, he, you know, just stood there and he'd been crying. And this was brought up in Linda K. Klein's book, Pure about how women are the ones to be the ones that yeah. give and placate the guy, and when you're in that kind of Christian environment that I was, yep. it was just normal and expected that when you forgive someone, you have to hug, and uh, just going in like he probably reached out first, but going. Oh, I forgot out, about that part. I hated it because. You know, especially as a girl, if you're hugging someone that you're not wanting to, you just feel everything. Like your boobs are on high alert and you're just like, "Uh," and, you know, "Uh." so there I was hugging (laughs) my, um, you know. I don't know what he yep. was,
1: the mind rapist, but... But the, to me also, it's like, oh, I'm going to ask for forgiveness, but when I get the hug, I'm going to get material. Right. So. Yeah, now I know what she feels like. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to know for sure. Anyway, <laughs> um, should we ask people to subscribe on that note? <laughs>
0: No, no. I think that they're all like, yeah, they've all fled in the other <laughs> direction. But a quick thing I was also going to say before um, is that you and I growing up with all the guys that we did in youth group. I mean, there were guys who were popular at high, public high schools and at colleges. There were good looking ones. There were sweet ones. But the ones that you and I hung out with the most. Yeah. Where are you going with this? <laughs> they were pretty much man whores or ones who fell into sin quite a lot, but <laughs> still expected to marry a virgin. And it pissed me off because a lot of them didn't get married um until later or haven't gotten married. And it's sort of like, They just got so stuck on, yeah, but when I am ready to get married, I'm going to find myself a virgin.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to be pure again by that point.
0: I know, and I just thought, uh, you know, women, you just don't get to do that kind of thing.
1: No, and this brings me to the whole concept that I had, I don't know if I asked you about this, but like in the TV show Happy Days, do we think Fonzie was actually having sex with all the girls? in his garage apartment upstairs from the Cunninghams. You don't have to answer that, but that's kind of a similar thing that I thought like did so-and-so, you know, how far were they going? Exactly. And I
0: was so naive that I didn't think Fonzie was. Yeah, me neither. And I didn't think anyone in church was. Yes, I just took it all for face value. If it wasn't in front of my face, <laughs> I'm just thinking of I'm
1: just thinking physically. If it wasn't in front of my face. That's right. That's right. All right, ask people to subscribe. No,
0: I'm not gonna Okay. Um it, yeah, it's that time again that we do ask you, please subscribe, rate, and most of all, we'd love for you to go to our website, which is deconversiontherapypodcast.com. And there you can see where you can send us your stories and we can read them on the podcast Yeah, because we love it. It makes a great community of all of us just going, how did we fall into some of these situations or, you know, how did we survive our childhood? Either way. So if
1: I didn't read it before, Erin, thank you for your story. It was such a pleasure to get. Erin, I mean.
0: Shawls. You really made those guys stumble. It's all your fault. It's all your fault, Erin. That's right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.